well, never mind. That'd be dumb. What would be dumb? I was just going to say, like, if you took those apart and put, like, nice little speakers in them and just had, like, a home sound system. I actually But did. leave the faces. <laughs> I you did just briefly you just put a Raspberry Pi behind it and pick up the uh, Bluetooth signal. Yeah, that would work. They so. just came out with a new Raspberry Pi this year, like, a couple months ago, I feel like. The Pi Zero 3, right? Or am I wrong? Or is it 4? It'd be 4, I think. I don't know what it gets a little more to. RAM and like a little bit better processor and stuff. Man, built, built it's, in, still, it's still only like 60 bucks. Built-in Bluetooth. Or 50 bucks or something like that. Pies are amazing. I need to build a pie hole. What does a pie hole do? A pie hole is you put it like in between your... Butt your, cheeks? Uh, yes. You put it in between your, your modem and your router, uh-huh. and it's like a built-in automatic ad filter. To where nothing, like any ad, just doesn't get through to your router to be broadcast. I will pay you to make me one. I need to figure out how to make one first, but then I would do it, yeah. Sweet. I started recording, by the way. Sweet. Oh, no. So, what are we talking about, gents? I think we should talk about what's on everybody's mind, which is that Spider-Man is back. We can talk about that. That'd be be fun. Well, that was a good long talk. He is a menace. (laughs) He's a menace to society. Bring me pictures. I think of it was Spider-Man. a scam. I think the whole thing was a trick between Disney and Sony. I think that they to, like, knew drive up to drive demand. up Blu-ray sales. Well, the Blu-ray sale well, comes out next week. I don't think it was a trick. I think it was, you know, the. I mean, they they both knew the whole time yeah, I, that it was going to end up working out. Yeah, I think it was a negotiating tactic. It was it was a negotiating tactic by Sony to make Disney be to give them yeah. the high ground, and Disney have to come to them. Because both Disney and Sony knew it's going to make them both even more money if they're working together on this. I mean, not necessarily. Like, Sony Sony has all the rights, right? Like, yeah. potentially they make but more they money know if they, they make good They movies. know that people are going to go see it probably more if it's still part of the yeah. MCU. And also, they probably know that Disney makes better movies than they do. <laughs> you would hope, right? Did you guys watch yeah. Far From Home? No. I haven't seen it. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. I've heard everybody talking about so how good sad. Jake Gyllenhaal was. Yeah. He was good. He was really good. He was fantastic. Did you see it, Nate? Mm-hmm. Well, that, I've watched Into the Spider-Verse a lot. Into the Spider-Verse I need to watch really that. good. And I listened to that soundtrack, like, probably an average of, like, three times a day now. It's didn't didn't have a... It's a really good soundtrack. I want to really buy good, the vinyl. But wasn't Nicolas Cage in that? He was. was and he, he was fantastic. Noir? Yeah. 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 So one thing Kevin Feige did say was that um, Spider-Man is unique and that he can go into the Spider-Verse, which means that they're going to do something with that. Uh, I don't know could, what that means. They could bring in Tom Hardy Venom into the MCU. They did pretty much say they were going to. Oh, okay. Yeah. They could do... What are you doing? I, I forgot know. about Tom Hardy Venom. When you said that, I so was thinking everybody that Tobey Maguire I felt like Venom I was breathing into from way back. The angle. Oh, okay. I mean, I was like, they could no. technically bring in Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Yeah. They could do that. So, fun fact about the Spider-Verse movie, that version that the universe that Miles is in is the Sam Raimi version. Like, that's the Tobey Maguire version. Oh, okay, because that's what Chris Pine is saying. He's like, yeah. I did this thing. Yep, all the flashbacks are of, like, the Raimi-verse. Okay, interesting. So, he died. I like they Ma- should have got Tobey Maguire to do the voice. I like thing. Miles Morales. But I hard like to argue Miles with Chris Morales. Pine. Yeah. I would love to have him in, in the MCU. Who would play him? I don't know. I, Donald Glover, next question. No, Donald Glover. He's too, he's old. too old. I know. Yeah. And it makes me sad. We need... It, it has also, to be, he's Prowler right now. 
Really? Oh, he is? Because oh. he's in, remember, he's in, um, he's in uh, Homecoming. I didn't. And he talks about his nephew from Queens, which is Miles, oh, probably. okay. So if he has a nephew in Queens. So he'd be probably, yeah. and he was a villain, or like a criminal. Yeah, Pseudo villain. He's actually a good guy towards the end. Well, depending on who plays him. So in the comics, there's two Prowlers. There's Hobie and then um, whatever the other guy's name is. And so one of them's a good guy and was Spider-Man for a little Hobie bit. Hobie McGuire? Is that it? I think. Oh, I was, I was, I was just saying that because it sounds like Toby McGuire. Oh, like, I was like, that sounds right. <laughs> That's It sounded right because it rhymed with Toby McGuire and my brain just clicked it over. Toby McGuire. Nope. That's Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. Anyway, um, no, that's not really what we need to talk about today. Uh, we had a bunch of topics, listeners. This is a long cold open. Oh, this is the cold open. Welcome to Black Mesa Radio, everybody, with your hosts. I'm Seth. Josh. Seth. Nate. And today, uh, apparently, we're talking about Spider-Man. We're also going to be talking about Warp Drive. Um, smart toilets. Smart toilets. Neuralink. Neuralink and uh, space. Everything in between. Let's get after it. Wait, are we really talking about smart toilets? Yes, we are. Okay, let's talk about that first because that's that's a good lead-in. Alluring. Alluring. Uh, so <clears throat> basically, it's just uh, an article on Tech Grabite, but it says new AI toilets will scan your poop to diagnose your ailments. Nice. So it basically scans your urine or fecal matter, um, and they they can tell actually a lot about. You know, they can, like, detect diabetes uh-huh. from that. They can detect a bunch of other stuff. And I think it sounds like it would connect to, like, a smartphone. So you could even, like, track your own health that way. It's really crazy how interconnected our health is with our, like, gut health. Yeah. yeah. Your gut biome is huge. It's, like, it's it's like one of the biggest predictors of, of your health in general. Yeah. And your fecal matter is, like, it's not actually just, like, food. It's, like, a lot of it is just, like, what did it say in here? Like, 50 to 80% of it is bacterial matter that... It comes from your digestive system. 50 to 80%? Yeah. Right? That's crazy. Gross. That's crazy. I mean, when you think about it, it's because... Yeah. Around like the ba- the ba- because you're full of bacteria. The bacteria in your gut is like, you know, d- eating the food that you eat. Right. And like, you know, bacteria putting it out of... waste. Yeah, they're making their own waste. So. From the article, around 50 to 80% of your poop is actually bacteria that had been in your intestines and was then injected as food passed through. Hmm. That's crazy. Welcome to Poop Mesa Radio, everybody. Poop Mesa we talk Radio. about fecal matter and fecal matter related things. I mean, how could we? Have, how could? How could I pass up talking about poop? I mean, the, I'm, the, I'm not strong enough. <laughs> the thing I is, don't have the willpower. Like, like you, like Nate was saying, you know, our gut biome is so important, and we're we're learning more and more about that. It seems, you know, every other every other day, I see something about you know your gut biome being an early predictor of cancer yeah. or Alzheimer's or all sorts of stuff. whatever else, <laughs> and I mean, it all goes back to nutrition, I guess, which we're still learning about. Yeah, it just probably gives you a snapshot of, like, what's going on in the body. You know hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, so really I mean, if you had an app that lets you essentially biohack your, your, like, intestinal tract, and then you're also doing that app that lets you, what are those called? Where they, They're like a glucose meter you put in your arm. You, like, literally, like... Glucose meters? No, I don't no, know no. what you're talking about. Like, I mean... It's Not kind, just glucose kind of, meter, but also other hormones i assume yeah like it's like a full blood work like 
thing. You just like but it's like on the fly, minute by minute. Uh huh. You, and you like it pokes into your arm, and you just wear it around, and it tracks it via I, phone. I, I couldn't do that. That sounds pretty. Cool. I would get yeah. so paranoid. I would watch that thing constantly. It freaked <laughs> me out. But I couldn't uh, do it. Maybe maybe some yeah. things you're supposed to be scared of. Well, there's a difference between being scared of something and being paranoid about something. Even if it showed like a a good, you know, you know, like I'm in the normal range, I'd still be like freaked out. But, but I, I'm, I'm a little on the high side of normal. Yeah, and get stressed out and get freaked out. I don't, e- I don't even if it's like it. you know, normal fluctuations. Like right. you know, I just had lunch, so it spikes, and I'd be like, "Is that is that what that is? Is it something else? Am that's I gonna h- that's die?" Higher than it was this morning. Yeah, you kind of turn it into a game, though, like. Uh, you know, over time, like you start to learn like how much, like for instance, drinking a beer like spikes your insulin levels or whatever. Yeah. And then you also, you would also like eventually get used to knowing like how long it would take for your insulin levels to get back to normal. So then you could like, it, you could kind of gamify it and be like, how quick can I get my insulin levels back down to normal? Like if I go for a walk, like and you can start playing with those different parameters or whatever. Yeah. I feel like you could do like, I don't know, it could be fun to mess with. But the thing is, I mean... In, some people are going to go even further than, you know, I know that I would be paranoid by it, but some people would get so obsessive that it would lead to, you know, them being unhealthy because so. because they're going so. overboard trying to correct things or getting hurt or something. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I just... I don't I, know about unhealthy, but like obsessive about Maybe it. That's for sure. That's, that's kind of what I mean. Like just... Yeah. I, I know that I would be stressed about it a lot yeah. and I would be measure. I would be looking at it constantly. I, I get what yeah. you're saying. So I can't remember if it was on Mindscape, Armchair Expert, or the Joe Rogan Experience, but I was listening to one of those three, and they were talking about how this lady was using a like a, a glucose meter all the time, and she found out that like potato chips and but like French fries and stuff like that don't do anything, but like grapes and carrots like really spike her insulin output for some reason. Interesting. And she was like, "Well, yeah. that's weird. And that's not something you would guess." <laughs> and that's one of the I hard might, things about I might guess grapes, but. Uh, I honestly think potatoes get taken for a harder ride than they deserve. I don't think potatoes are that bad. I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of it comes down to individual reactions to things because that's one of the reasons that yeah, true. that nutrition is so difficult is because everybody's, everybody's different. different. Like I could eat, you know, not everybody, everybody. Hey, like <laughs> I could <laughs> I could eat a donut and be fine, yeah. and then somebody else could eat a donut, and their you know insulin could just like go crazy or. Something else could go crazy, and a lot of that comes down to different bacterial profiles. Like you've yep. got different could bacteria be. in your gut than I do. What yeah. I think is funny is, so I've been me and Mary have been doing keto for the last two weeks, probably three weeks, and we have a cheat day once a week. Um, and so it takes us another two days to get back into keto after we do our cheat day. And if I'm going really, really well on keto, I'm feeling great. The second I have like uh, any kind of slice of pizza, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is. Like, I instantly feel it, like, about, not instantly, about five minutes later, I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, I feel my body, like, chemistry has changed, and I don't know how to describe it other than it's just like a, like a heavy feeling, I guess. Yeah. Like, all over. I don't know. When I just with intermittent fasting, I get that basically every night. Yeah. Like, because all, you're just hungry all day, and then when you eat, it's like this, it's like a heavy, relaxing, relaxed feeling that happens. Mm. You know what's crazy? That's like, how it feels for me. Like, I do intermittent fasting, you know, the eight and 16. Uh, and I only eat breakfast on Fridays and Saturdays, but on Fridays, like anticipating getting to have to have breakfast, it's weird how You're much like of starving. How much of no, it's not that. I mean, I am, but I mean, it's like how much of like a mental like 
boost that is and like yeah. my outlook i'm like i'm super happy and excited because like i get to eat breakfast today yeah so what when you said eight sixteen, what does that mean like i you, you fast 16, you fast 16 hours eight because i i eat only noon to eight, eight. and i actually don't even usually eat, eat that past, late i don't eat till six. eat past seven most days uh, pretty much any day uh-huh but uh yeah and then 16 hours of not eating gotcha see and, we've been we've been doing that too plus keto lately i've been doing it where I've seen some things saying you should, you know, break your fast about 30 minutes early at about 1130. So I'll eat like a handful of almonds or like a banana. Gotcha. And then just, you know, I actually eat less at lunch because I do that. Interesting. Hmm. That makes sense. Because when I first started, I would just go crazy. Yeah. Whenever noon, noon hit, I would just eat a ton of food. And that's not what it's, that's not what you're supposed to do. Right. It's not quite right. I just noticed that the beers you guys are drinking have the Tulsa flag on them. Yeah. Yeah. Made in Tulsa. Shout out to Marshall Brewing Company. Sponsor us, Marshall. We'll <laughs> keep drinking you every podcast. Your, your, this, episode, your yeah. this Land Lager is delicious. Yeah. They're all drinking This Land Lager. First one's free, Marshall. Thanks. Yeah. Man. Feel free to sponsor <laughs> us and we will uh, we'll talk about it every podcast. The Marshall Beer Podcast. <laughs> we, we'll even change the name. <clears throat> we won't change you the guys, name. You guys want some fun facts about poop? Sure, always. That's that's why we're here. Along with landing on the moon, Neil Armstrong left behind four bags of poop. Oh, I bet those are like big bags. Well, no, I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> what? So things do okay. Things don't biodegrade on the moon, but I, I mean, I'm sure they do. Do right? they? In the abs? No, they don't. Well, there's no oxygen on the moon, but it's not a vacuum. So no but it's there's kind of that though wait there, the moon there, is in a vacuum there's the ever so, so slight uh, atmosphere on the moon what it, yeah it's negligible so it is a vacuum but it's no it's not a vacuum but there's like it's pretty close there's to not vacuum, there's not really it's, it's not an oxygen atmosphere aerobic processes can't really take place so i don't know if it would actually stay there and there's also stellar radiation because yeah. The lack of the magnetic field. That would be interesting to go back and see what still remains of Neil Armstrong's poop. It would still be there, but I wonder if it would be like right. biologically I wonder, like, dead. I basically like wonder what I'd want to like analyze it, see what it what's up with it now. Huh, Poke okay. it with something. The moon has a very slight atmosphere of potassium and sodium. Yeah. Interesting. I had no Weird. idea. I yeah, I just assumed it was a vacuum. No. That's so weird. What? Okay, never mind. I'm going to get way off topic. If I have so to. its right. atmosphere is made of Gatorade. <laughs> Brondo. <laughs> it's what the moon it's craves. It's what plants crave. Yeah, it's what the moon craves. <laughs> it is what the moon craves. Uh, two more poop facts. Okay. Keep, Bill Gates keep coming. helped fund the creation of poop water, which is feces turned into water. Yeah, he drank a, a yeah. glass on a live stream. Like, what's the word? Um, intellectually, like, I know <laughs> that that's true. Uh fun extra bonus side fact about water is like basically every molecule of water has on average been through seven humans yeah so i knew that there you go every Um, molecule of water on earth yeah it's cycled through okay yeah but um there's a lot of molecules so like intellectually i know that that's right but still if like someone offered me poop water i'd be like it makes me think of that it makes me think of that coffee that's like the most expensive coffee in the world Oh, that's yeah. been eaten and pooped out by monkeys by bonobos nice. or whatever and i'm like i like i've seen people review it and like this is good coffee but it's not like that worth amazing the price yeah. it's like the best cup of diner coffee i've ever had mm. 
it's this, just smooth and clean tasting. Wait, you've had it? No. Oh, the, the, the people that, I've seen who like reviewed it. Yeah. I see. Like I it's see. good coffee, but is it like? There's a lot of that like good no pomp and pretense that goes along with like a good coffee too. It's one mm. of those things like coffee, yeah. whiskey, cigars, like that kind yep. of stuff. I mean, there's yeah. nothing. Like, oh well, this cigar's a hundred dollars. Like, uh, like honestly, I don't al- care. Almost any coffee, if Guitars you too. if you prepare it, you get, yeah, like in a way that kind of goes with what it is. You know, like if it's pre ground coffee, you can make that taste pretty good. Yeah, if you prepare it properly. Yeah, and there's definitely a point of like. Uh, diminishing returns, right? Where yeah. it's like so yeah. much more extensive for a very slight increase in the taste or whatever. Well, see, that's yeah. how I feel about like like guitars. So if you pay seven hundred dollars or more for a guitar, you're getting a good good guitar ninety percent of the time. Like yeah, you just are. If so you pay, unless you just like get a lemon and the wiring sucks or something. Yeah, like unless that. It's, so. But yeah. basically, like the difference between like seven fifty and seven thousand, it's going like, to be so. It's going to be better, but it it's is, not going like, to be enough to where you're going to notice. And in the right hands, it's going right. to be fine. That's interesting. Jack White it, plays a freaking plastic guitar. At, and it at a great. certain point, you're you're paying for a name. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a status thing. Jack White has some nice guitars too, though. He does. He does. But his uh, how what many is, guitars do you think he has? More than me. One fifty. At least three. Hello? He owns a record company, so he's got to own a ton. Anyways, just at the studio, I'm sure question. he has a lot hanging out just for the people that come yeah. in to play. I don't know. I mean, it's. I, I would set the over under at like one fifty. Hmm. And I would probably take the over. This took a weird turn. Sorry, that's uh-huh. my fault. Okay, back last, to poop. Last poop. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about feces. Come on. I know. We keep getting distracted from poop. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> so for everyone to monitor their own health, the ideal poop is a continuous log that sinks to the bottom of the toilet. So there you go. I don't take I very many ones. ideal poops. I had one this morning. Nice. Good for you, man. Dude, starting your day off, that's a good, really good way to start your day off. I mean, it is. The one listener that's still uh, with us, thank you for being here. <laughs> to be honest, though, like, you take, a really good, you take a really good poop when you wake up in the morning and you're like, it's going to be all right. It's better than a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it happens after I've had yeah. coffee. That's, no, that's true. Exactly. Coffee is a diuretic. Speaking of coffee, if I was to brew coffee just like every time we had the podcast. I would drink it. I would definitely drink it. But we also have like beers and stuff yeah man goes great together there's nothing wrong beer and coffee go very well together okay not mixed (laughs) upper and a downer man i just because i'll drink the coffee i like to be chemically confused (laughs) i don't like to brew a whole pot of coffee with just me drinking it you know what i mean Yeah, i will i will brew like i have you know just a regular black and decker coffee pot and i always brew like the six cup line (laughs) I'll drink it all. I feel like yeah, I'm wasting same. coffee when I do that. I know I'm not. I know I'm not. But I feel I like I drink it all. <laughs> yeah. Or at least like 80% of, of it, yeah. it. Like 80, 85% of I'm it. I'm making coffee after the podcast. I do. I always definitely feel like I have to drink all of it, though. Whenever I do that. I, I'm, I'm, if I'm at home, I definitely do. Like on days when I work from home, I definitely feel that way. Not to yeah. derail. But have any of you ever used a Chemex? Like the pour over coffee is. maker? I want, I, I want I'm I want going to. to get one here soon and i feel kind of pretentious doing that but at the same time same times it's awesome i've never heard of it it's like a like an hourglass shaped pot with like a so basically you put the filter and the coffee like right over the pot and you just pour hot water you get like one of those like gooseneck kettles to like slowly pour the water and you do it in a certain way and it's supposed to yield like a cleaner tasting cup of coffee Okay, I'll put it's mine in like, my Mr. Coffee, and it's just fine. Man, it's just like some fancy coffee preparation. It looks awesome. I want to yeah. try it, but 
Paris. Right. Anyway. I found out that like the Arabic coffee, like, you know, it's brewed over sand. That's Turkish. Turkish, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Has like all the grounds in it when you drink it. Yeah. And that's just gross to me. Yeah, that's a little weird. I, the other day I was drinking coffee at work and I was in, literally in a phone conference meeting. And so I'm sitting at my desk. Seems like you would just like poop gravel. Right? Well, like, you don't drink it. You don't drink the, the grounds. You're going to get some of it. You're yeah, going to get huh? some of it, but not like... Okay. Well, in this conference meeting I was in, like I I didn't realize that our uh, coffee maker had broken, and so there was just a, like about a layer of maybe half an inch thick gra- um, grounds at the bottom, and I I just like swirled it around and then like chugged the last of it, and, and my like, mouth was Whoa. just, <laughs> and I can't do anything because I'm in the middle of this meeting with DHS officials, and I'm just like. Hmm. That's why you take a coffee filter and a rubber band, and you put the coffee filter over the cup and rubber band it to it, and then just drink through the coffee filter. <laughs> So it was extra a, filter. It was a bad time, and my coworker um, just laughed at me. Like, didn't help. Didn't help. Nice. Just laughed. Okay. Anyway, so is that? Do I have any more? Uh, any more poop fe- facts? Fecal facts? No, I mean, unless on, people want to talk about actual smart toilets, that's pretty much it. What? So, so other than how does the smart toilet work? That's what I was gonna say. Other than tracking your bowel I mean, movements, can what it does track it do? like your weight before and after? Can it track your feelings? Can it? <laughs> no to both. Like, I want to know how much I weigh before and after. Can you tweet from it? You could just weigh yourself. Um, it tweets. No. So one, it's... <laughs> Josh just took a really big poop. <laughs> and then you just like it. Like we have reached this is a picture the of it. prime. It's, it's just a prototype. Right? It looks it like a space toilet. It's being developed. Does it measure the curious? It looks awesome. It does look awesome. I have a feeling when we plexiglass when it comes out. I have a feeling the plexiglass is just so you can see the internals. Yeah. Right now? Yeah, you're right. It probably won't be. We're going to put that in the comments or in the... Sure, we can yeah, if you'll link. send me the link, I will put it in the put it in the comments or the not the comments. In the I'll send it in the group right now. In the doobly do. But yeah, it seems Down like it just like separates and analyzes stuff, and then you would need to plug it into some kind of computer. It seems like a smartphone or an app where you huh. could like do full tests or whatever, look have for certain we, things. Have we jumped the shark with our podcast talking about poop. <clears throat> this is not the grossest thing we've talked about. We talked about a blowjob machine. Oh one time. yes. So. This is not by far not the worst thing we've talked about. You are right because this is literally this is about health. Yeah, it is about health. Yeah, it's super interesting. Well, so is that. There's but a lot of health questions that come up with a blowjob machine. No, I feel not, like that conversation no, is largely about health. We're not revisiting that. Um, so, but that's it. Okay, <laughs> I, it's interesting. That's a poop machine. I don't think I would spend that much money to buy a no. special toilet. That seems like something that you would see at like a clinic of some kind. You know, like a. Yeah. I mean, it could I be know. cool in 50 years in the future. All toilets are smart toilets. That'd be cool. But then that's also kind of crazy, right? Is the government spying on you through your toilet? <laughs> honestly, what does the government know what, about you from your poop? Honestly, one thing that does concern me about stuff like that is if it gets to the point where that's just out there for anybody to get a hold of, yeah. is insurance companies. Your poop data? Is, oh, yeah. is insurance companies being like, well, you know, They're you definitely did this, gonna be so that, that means that, you know, you're, you know, not taking care of yourself enough, so therefore you're, we're going to raise your rates, your yep, premiums. Your, diet, your diet's been a little bit off this past two weeks. We're going to have to... I have to raise your premium. You start getting mail, like, emails from your... You take a poop and get an email from your insurance company, like, hey, how are things going lately? At the same time... <laughs> You get like attend you know, this free clinic. You get like coupons for like McDonald's. <laughs> People start selling clean poop that you can like drop in your toilet to keep your rates low. <laughs> Black market poop. You have your dog like hold your dog over the toilet. We, we it just <laughs> gets confused. It's we, like, what? we joke, but that's a real concern. Like to me anyway. Yeah. Like you're right, you're I right. mean, 
any kind of information that's produced can be misused. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's interesting. So, what was our next topic? Seth, you had one. Uh, I mentioned the Alcubierre white warp drive, which it's a theory that's been around since, I think, 94 is when... Why don't you explain to the listeners okay. and us in the room what and that is? In 1994, I don't remember his first name, but his last name was Alcubierre. He's a physicist, a Mexican physicist, came up with the theory of Oops. A, a theoretical like engine or drive that would move, not move faster than light, but would get us somewhere faster than light, but technically not break any laws of physics. Gotcha. And it's not actually moving faster than light. Because what it's doing is it's compressing space-time in front of the oh, right, the yeah. ship and then you know expanding it behind, moving like faster than light. Fold the blanket up, take a step forward, and <clears throat> just unfold the blanket behind you. Yes. So you would arrive there before light did, but you technically didn't move faster than light because gotcha. you just moved space around you. How does? And so are there new developments? Is this something... Well... We just more along the lines of we've progressive like uh, in the beginning of this idea through the you know the way he had it theorized is it could be possible but it would require basically uh, infinite energy to you know or more energy than is in the perceivable universe <laughs> to be able to do that's but, a problem but it's one of those things where like <laughs> he knew that like he a problem he knew that that could be. You know, brought down. Oh, right. The power necessary. Yeah, the power necessary could be brought down, but he just couldn't do that at the time. And it has been brought down significantly. It's still astronomical. I think it's literally so- something like an energy source with the mass of Jupiter. But it's yeah. been progressively declining. It went from like four times the amount of energy in the perceivable universe to like a planet. Yeah. A planet. That's energy. a that, lot. That's a. That's, that's a. a I actually just made those That's numbers an up. Exponential so don't take them. jump. No, no, no. I mean, just I mean, what Seth just said. I just like thought about it. Like that's it's an exponential yeah, reduction. Down a lot. And, and it was the same guy that no figured uh, that part out, or somebody else. Did. It is over time, but now like the main guy who came up with more. Uh, I don't know the proof of this theory. His last name was White. I don't remember. That's why it's called the Alcubierre White gotcha. Warp Drive now. But it's a cool name for a warp drive. It is, and just. They've been, you know, progressively decreasing that energy requirement. Though the only problem is it requires exotic matter, which has I was about a, say, which has a negative, like negative energy. Exotic matter that it's for it's just the name for like matter that kind of theoretically exists that stuff that not, we don't have yet. Yeah, and like some kind of matter that could exist in a negative energy state, which we could theoretically do. But we just don't know how to do it. Like mathematically, it exists. We know it should. But man, that's what's so weird to me. Is like mathematically, you can prove all sorts of stuff would work. But yeah. like physically, there, like there, the element a, that like or the the compound or whatever that you would need to make it work might not exist. There's a certain point where math doesn't matter anymore. Like it's it's just becomes after magic. high school. We're living in the post math world. Well, <laughs> after you, high school, everyone. If you're looking at <laughs> if you're looking at things like. Like uh, you go into law, especially. Actually, I use math a lot. Really? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Like, if you're looking at things like I thought, people infinity, of letters always like word. Because there's infinitely number. You know, you could 
have an infinite number of things, but there's larger infinities and smaller infinities and yeah, that's thing, one of the coolest things concepts. like Aleph Noel, different sizes of infinity. All that it doesn't make sense like physically, but mathematically it must exist, which doesn't make sense. Do you guys li- listen to Steve Carroll's Mindscape at all? No, no, no. He's a he's a physicist, a quantum physicist. He's been on the JRE, right? Or my, Sean Carroll's who I'm thinking of. Sorry, never mind. What did I say? You said Steve. I meant Sean. <laughs> yeah, he's Sorry. been on the... Uh, yeah, I just call it Mindscape. I forgot about his name. Yeah, so he talks about um, on his on his uh, podcast quite a bit, like mini worlds theory, which is basically like when you're observing something. Um, like you guys know about how like when you observe things, they change. And, like you observe yes. one reaction when there was supposed to be like something else. And so... The, he subscribes to many worlds theory, which is basically like when you observe it going one way, you split reality and there's another version of you that observes it go the other way. There's an infinite number of diverging realities based on any decision or like anything that could have more than one outcome. Both outcomes no. happen. No. Oh. So it's all based on quantum observations. So okay. it's only happening. Like if you decide like, Hey, let's go to If I say, let's go to McDonald's or Burger King, you pick and you pick McDonald's, there wasn't like a split in reality because you weren't observing something on the quantum level that was happening in both instances. Gotcha. Um, but because of entanglement, whenever the, you're observing like a particle or something, you are observing something that is happening in two instances, but you're only able to see one side of it. So therefore, there has to be another you observing so the like other like Schrodinger's side cat, it's both alive and dead until you open the box. And yeah, then when you open except- the box, it's both alive and dead. Sort of, yeah. It's, yeah. Schrodinger has a huge part of that, that uh, mini worlds theory. Um, but anyway, I just think that's cool. Like if you could tap into other, like other realities, could you get that infinite energy to do whatever you need? I mean, only if you can, you have to go with technology to, you have to be able to acquire the energy from your own universe before you can acquire it from another one. Mm, That's true. But it all depends on what you're using as an energy source. I mean, you know, there are theories about using, you know, creating many singularities, many stars, because, you know, a singularity can produce insane amount of energy if you like you know shoot a beam of i don't know light into its uh what's it called accretion accretion disc and and make it get flung out the other side at a not light but like a particle into the accretion disc and it's flung out like you know vastly higher speeds than it was before you're getting harness that you can harness that because like that's the theoretical like end game for the universe like that the you know once there are no more stars, and all that's left in the universe is black holes. The only civilizations that could still exist would exist in structures around black holes, constantly firing particles into the accretion disk and getting energy that way until those, you know, um, black holes evaporate. Huh, which takes trillions of years. Trillions upon trillions of years. Yeah. That was a trip, everything that you just said. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what would that look like? Like, It's like... Can you just imagine though a civilization with no stars, like just staring up into darkness? That makes me sad. That's in the uh Isn't that in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series? Like there's a planet with no stars and they're bitter and angry because of it. <laughs> no, That's there's a, a there's a planet that never looked up. Oh, is that right. what it was? It's <laughs> yeah. it's Agrathea is the is the star is the planet that had no stars. It's the one that had like the There's the one the, I'm thinking the of. Computer. There might be more. It's been a while yeah. since I read it. But there's one who they like never looked up. And then there was like a spaceship that crashed there or something so that they noticed everyone else was around and they're like, well, that's all got to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's such a good series. I want to reread that series. Yeah. It's really great. Listeners, 
You should read that series if you haven't. The Owen Colfer version, or like sequel, that um, Douglas Adams' wife commissioned him to Salmon write. Salmon of Doubt. Hmm. Salmon of Doubt isn't bad, but it's also not. It's the weakest. It's, the, it's the weakest in the series by far. The, it doesn't have Adams like. He just he's trying really hard to throw in that like Adams humor, and he ends up being more like a teenage girl that's like, I'm so random. Like that kind of thing. Oh uh, yeah. You're like, mm, it's not quite there. Yeah. Not quite the same, is it? So anyway. What were we talking about? How'd we get here? Black Warp Hole Drive. Sun. Warp Drive. Oh. So what was the new was there some new development? Well, it, on it? it was basically just that like you know, there there's new groups working on it and trying to, to parse that down and they're trying to recreate it in the lab now. You know, and they think that they can actually do it because if they can, if they can recreate it in the lab and get proof of concept, then all that, all that we need to do now is scale it up. But there are other problems, like you know, if, if even if we do that, you know, a piece of stellar dust could blow an entire ship apart. So we still need to Seems figure out force fields. We need to figure out shielding of some kind. You know, I realized I didn't know where I was going with this. I just think it's fun what to talk mean? about. I mean, that, that's yeah. what we're doing. Okay. We're you don't have to go anywhere it. with it. That's what we do. But we're I'm just moving forward in time. And also, it solves the problem of time dilation. Because, you know, what whenever, else are you going to do? <laughs> whenever something's approaching the speed of light, you know, time dilation occurs because relative to it, time is moving faster outside of. Because time bubble. slows down for the object moving closer towards the speed of light. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and with. The warp drive time dilation doesn't happen because, because you're not you're technically not, you're not moving faster. Than faster than wow, so it's crazy because you know even if we got a a ship that could travel thirty percent the speed of light to like Proxima Proxima Centauri, that's I don't know, it's like a sixty year journey. Yeah, that person would have like the people on that ship would have to be like willing to give up their lives basically, right, for that amount of time because. To us on Earth, it would be that 60 years before they even got there. For them, it wouldn't be. They would be, I think that it would take like, you know, 15, 20 years from their perspective. But, you know, they'd have to give up everything at home. But with the Akubier wide drive, they wouldn't, you wouldn't have to do that. So it would be real time travel from one point in the universe, from one to, the point point point. In the universe to another. By creating, literally, they call it a warp bubble, like in Star Trek, around it, whereas space time. It's basically removed from space-time and has inside its own space-time bubble where time moves normally. But then that also sounds like, could you go anywhere? Is there like a limit on how far you could go? No, there's no limit on speed or distance. They just, they don't know how fast or... Though the I lo- just like the, wonder how you would calculate that too. Yeah, how know. could you figure out... The duration that you use it is what what the limit is. like. And at some point, you're going to be so far away that like, how will you know... You'd have to have a massive computer to be able to to calculate how to get back. Like it's the true. best route back. But I mean, it's better than with um, light speed because if the only reason that that light can move the way it can is because it has no mass. Mm-hmm. Because if you were to travel, if like right. if your physical body was to travel at the speed of light, you would have infinite mass and it would require infinite energy. Right, and that's why impossible. that's why the speed of light is basically like a speed limit for the universe, yeah. right? Like you can't, you can't even go the speed of light because, like you said, anything with mass just has it. It, it has to use infinite energy to get that speed because the it's exponentially more powerful. Exponentially more energy is used the faster you go once you reach a certain yeah. point. 
that's why we always talk about like we could from what I understand we can theoretically get to a probably like 10%, 10-15% the speed of light now with the technology we have. Interesting. But it's just not feasible. Like the amount of so- solid chemical uh, prop- uh, propellant that would be needed to get the space shuttle from Earth to Proxima Centauri, the the fuel tank would have to be larger than the observable universe. Sheesh. We just got to figure out how to steal hey. energy from other universes. That's a theory. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> Screw them. Because then well, we'll be the best universe left. What's the name of our universe? Does it have a name? The universe. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> 1A. The, the universe according, is number according one. According to Marvel, our universe is 616. 616? I think that okay. if we ever discover alternate universes, like we should just go ahead and call ours. 616? 616. It's a pretty good one. 616 is number one. Steal everybody else's energy. Mm-hmm. Explore 616. Let's do it. Let's go. That would suck to declare war on the multiverse. The entire multiverse. We're the least enlightened multiverse. He's <laughs> <laughs> going around stealing energy from the other ones. I mean, potentially, though, like, okay, so if they're, okay, we're about to get to a paradox. So if there are infinite universes, which Chase doesn't believe in, but he's not here, so screw that. So, yeah, if, take if, that, Chase. If there are infinite ah, universes, got him. Um, got him. There's a possibility that you're the most advanced, but also the least advanced, right? Yes. Yes. Or or somewhere in the middle. Like What? <laughs> there's no way to be number one. There's always going to be someone better than you because it's infinite. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess so. But, hmm. but so we just won't steal from that one. <laughs> so we just got to pick off the weak universes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like the, it's plan. like Jet Li's the one, but with universe stealing energy. I like it. Did yeah. you? De- huh. Okay. This is. I'm getting into weird headspace. Blowing your stop. mind. Just, just roll with it, man. No, it's okay. Roll it up. We don't have enough. And roll. Right. Enough time. Um, or weed. All we or have weed. Is, all we have is time. All we have is time, but we don't have weed. Um, we could. <laughs> we could. It's Oklahoma. So, anyway, uh, we can keep talking about this, or we can move on to the next topic. Neuralink is that the next topic? That was what you you brought up. I did. What you had some too, though, didn't you? No, not really. We're good with three. Neuralink, it's, it's cool and scares me. Do you guys did you, you guys watch Elon Musk's press conference on it at all? No, this is a couple no months idea. ago. You're gonna have to give us a primer, um, or otherwise known as a primer. A primer, a primer, a primer. So, essentially, Elon Musk and his company folk believe that we're point uh, approaching the similar i can't talk singularity the technological simula- singularity yeah similarity <laughs> simulacrum they believe so million oh my god <laughs> symbiosis we're approaching the cyanide point <laughs> no the, the that sounds terrible <laughs> oh my gosh the singularity point and once we get there ai will be infinitely more powerful than us and could destroy us if it wanted to, that kind of stuff. Um, so the point of Neuralink is to give the human brain the ability to use all of the internet, essentially, as your memory. Like, you store your memory online. And they've successfully tested it a lot um, on 
I don't know how they've successfully tested. They said there have been no human trials, but I don't quite on mice. Them. I don't know. I just know that they talked about in the in the press conference that there have been no human trials, but they've had multiple successful attempts. Um, but essentially, what it is, it's like a little. Imagine like a USB uh, Type C, like just like on the bottom of your phone, just in your head. Yeah, no, literally, like right behind your ear, and you plug a little Bluetooth dongle into it. I've been talking about that for years. You and then, idea. this is literally that that anime ghost in the show, kind of. Um, and then essentially, you would have access to it. It's not like anybody could hack your brain because your brain is still its own thing, but you're able to basically. I feel like probably someone can figure out a way to hack your brain. So far, they say that that's not possible. I think anything that's network connected can be can be hacked. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't know. Either the way, the only thing that can't be hacked is a closed system. And like, because then you have to like physically be there, yeah. to hack it. Well, your brain is a closed system, but I guess right. This would but be like once a you put a Bluetooth freaking <laughs> chip in your head, then it's not a closed system anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it allows you to. Uh, this is a really dumbed down version of it, but you can essentially use the internet to store memory and then to have like knowledge and like to run to, computations and stuff like that that your brain's not really capable. Yes, of. could you base? His idea is to make humans smarter so that we can, like, whenever... Compete with AI once we hit the singularity? Yes. Basically, the way I've heard him describe it is your, your, your like, communication bandwidth between your brain and the internet is limited by, like, this right here. He's, and so all this, this is, is doing, doing like, a typing, typing, typing thing. thing. This is... Neuralink is just, like, broadening that bandwidth by, like, uh-huh. a, it, you know, orders of, orders of, like, yeah, If you wanted to, because... Because you know there are organizations that you can rent a com- like your personal computer out to for money for them to like use your computer to do you know processing w- during certain hours when you're not using. Really? It. What? Why am I not doing this? I I don't know if it's still around. It's something that used to be a thing. I don't know if it's around anymore. But could you theoretically Easy rent money? your rent your brain out while for sleeping? computational power while you're sleeping? That sounds like a really bad I idea. Don't, the brain. It really does, but I'm just computer. wondering. The brain's not really doing the computing. Yeah, the brain. Your brain isn't doing the computing. It's literally your brain is. It's just servers, an interface. The internet. Well, th- this is this is future. Okay, this this is future. So okay. we get this rid of the internet. We're just going a different way with this. I'm sorry, I'm derailing. No, you're not. No, you're not. I, I like the idea of that. That's really interesting, though. Creating a network of brains. I worry that we would become a mass collective, or like there would be branches that the split Borg. off. This is how the Borg starts. Like yes. there would be there, there. This would okay. No, this is following on this rabbit hole. There legitimately would be groups of people who would say, if it's possible, they would say, why don't we all pool our intellect into one thing? Yeah. And like they one would and just dissolve being. into the hive mind. Yeah. And like you would. And then what if that hive mind decides, no, everybody's got to be a part of us? Well, one of one of the theoretical solutions to the Fermi That's paradox. That's a nightmare. Which, <laughs> That's a nightmare. Ch- That's, check, that check is up. literally the Borg. Check, yeah. Check off your bingo card for Fermi paradox. But one Everybody of the, do a shot. One of the theoretical uh, solutions for the Fermi paradox is that civilizations that become uh, sufficiently advanced don't expand outward; they expand inward, um, moving their collective consciousness into a virtual environment to literally create a paradise. Yeah, and that I mean I know that there are a lot of groups who are. You know, trying to figure out a way to upload a consciousness into a computer, uh-huh. and that seems to be what for a lot of people the end goal because that's basically immortality. Except it's not though, because it's not you. It's an it's an avatar of you. It's like your your stored memories. Do and you know that? 
And do you know the difference? No, I don't. I you, you've, it, re- you've read tr- uh, Transmetropolitan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, where they do maybe that. Not. Dude, Transmet is so weird. Transmet is so good. I love it. I need to finish so it. I've, I'm like, I have it. I over halfway it. through. I just never finished it. Oh my god, it's so good. Anyway, listeners, if you haven't, Transmet. Shout out to Alan Moore for being amazing. That's not Alan Moore. Is it not? Who is it's it? Warren Ellis, I think. Oh, it is Warren Ellis. He just looks like Alan Moore. In the also, beginning. shout out to Alan sure. Moore. Also, yeah, just cause shout out Alan Moore. No, no, you're right. <laughs> I always because I know you're listening. <laughs> Probably not. That'd that's our, that's our one listener. <laughs> Alan Moore was our our most steady listener. <laughs> Please be on the show. That'd, oh, that'd be weird. Grand Wizard Alan Moore. Um, yeah, that'd be weird. That'd be, real, that'd be real weird. Anyway, I lost it. I don't Something know. about transmat and so, uploading your consciousness into a computer. And that being a nightmare. I, I am terrified of that. I don't think it would be I you. I don't want to do it. I don't think it'd be you. It'd be an avatar of you. It's just like uh, teleportation. Uh, yeah. I, I don't yeah. Like, is it you or is it... Is it just a copy? A simile. Who's the... Like, are you the man in the box or are you not? You know? What do you... Yeah. Prestige that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, mo- like the realization in your eyes when you caught what I was saying. Shout out yeah. to David Bowie. Anyway. Oh, wait. oh. I forgot. What a great movie, by the way. Man, the Prestige so is so good. Christopher Nolan it's really good. can be amazing. <laughs> Christopher, I'm just going to say Christopher Nolan is amazing. I can't think of a bad Nolan Christopher balance. Nolan film. He's pretty good. Can you his think of a bad pretty one? Good. No, but I haven't seen them all. Like I haven't seen Dunkirk and I haven't Dunkirk seen Interstellar. Dunkirk is so good. Interstellar is really good. Interstellar is really... It's probably the weakest of his movies, but it's really good. But it, by, by no means is it bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a very yeah. good movie. It's just more like straightforward less it's a lot feelier than yeah i expected it to be yeah wait was memento him yeah memento's him that's one of my I favorites i haven't seen that was the city him also i don't think so i don't know what that is but i don't think so okay you don't know what it he is so why the... would you not know why, why would you know well i like i'm pretty <laughs> sure i know all of the movies he's done mm. if that makes sense yeah um he did all three the the batman trilogy that's those him. are good uh two of them are very good one is not good I like one. No, sorry, three. The third one is not good. Oh, let's say one is one of the is three. Very is not good. good. The the worst thing about the third one is it happened after the second one. Okay, that's if fair. It, if, if the third one was the second one, people would like it better. But sure, the bar but got, also, the bar got set so high. They did. Did you guys realize they do three movies in a row where the villain is just like totally nihilistic and wants to destroy everything? Like that's just not interesting. It stops giving interesting. Like, they they don't have motives. You see what I'm saying? I mean, they have dec- they have increasingly less motive because like it made sense with Razagul because he was Raz like he's sense. like the world is right and we got the world is corrupt. We whatever. need to fix this. And the, then the Joker's the Joker, right? It's totally acceptable. Like, he just Joker to he be just Batman. wants to to sow chaos. That's right. all he cares. But about. so that's what I'm saying though is like when you have your first two movies do that to go back to that well for the third movie is that's pretty true. bad. But. I mean, spoiler alert. So the third movie, everything is being like controlled. Spoiler alert for a 15-year-old movie. Yeah. Holy crap. 15 years old. I don't know. It's oh, at least it's 10. not 15 like, really? years old, Josh. <laughs> it's at least 10, right? I got freaked no. out. So, it, is more, it is definitely 10 years old. When was it released? I don't know about the third one. I don't know, one, but I'm but looking the, at it. Was it released The first one is for sure old. Is, the first one's like... The first one's well, like the, 2004 Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, spoiler alert for the third one. Like, his daughter is... Ra's al Ghul's daughter is controlling everything, and that's why the motives are the same. But... That's still lazy. Like you, I don't know. It's just not as interesting to me. Coming up with a good villain's hard. It is, and the problem is, what sucks about that is like Batman has some good ones. Yeah, he also has some real stinkers, like Condiment Man. 
all the heroes have stinkers. That's true. I just wanted. I really wanted Batman to just deep has, cut Condiment Man. Ba- Batman has some of the best villains, though, in general. Penguin's awesome. Penguin, yeah. Scarecrow, Two Face, uh, Red Ra- Hood, Ra- Ra's Al Ghul, Ra's Al Ghul, Joker. What's the third Man. one called? Does anyone know? What's what? Huh? The third one called? Uh, I don't know. The Dark Knight is the middle one. Dark, Dark Knight Rises. Rises. <clears throat> I thought so. I couldn't get it to come up. Anyway. Oh, he didn't direct these anyways. He misdirected the first one. That's it? He only directed the first one? His company produced them all. They were all done by Bad Robot, so... That's IMDb J.J. is lo- leading me astray. They were all done by the oh. Weinstein Company or Yeah, whatever. the Weinstein Company. Okay. Oh. Dark Knight Rises is 2012. So the third one is 2012, so seven years. That's not that bad. It's, it's, still, it's still a long time. This, the middle one is 11 years old. The year Mary and I came out in 2008. Huh. The Heath Ledger one. It's a good movie. Anyways, we're old. Marching ever towards death. Um, <laughs> so Those movies are still super relevant, though. Yeah. 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 Good job, Christopher Nolan. Good job, Chris Nolan. Shout out, Chris Nolan. You can sponsor our podcast, and we'll talk about you every <laughs> podcast. We'll make this into the Christopher Nolan hour. Anyway, um, okay. So if you were able to have the sum of all human knowledge at your like metaphorical fingertips, like I think that I understand what they're doing, and I think it is a good idea. Like I think it does keep us on par with any potential like dangerous AI, you know. But if the AI is in the Man. computer, like what if then that I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'm just, I think in order for it to be like very good, it had to be very democratic. Like, lots of people would have to have access to it because if only a few yeah. powerful people had access to that, that becomes that's scary. how you get supervillains. Yeah. Well, I think the goal is like he wants. To, oh, crap. They talked about this in the actual press conference. Like they want to make it a outpatient procedure to where like anybody with like just the money to pay for it, which didn't sound like it was very very expensive, um, could just get it done. Question for Chase, since he's not here. He's not going to listen to this. Is this the mark of the beast? <laughs> I remember I was listening to, back in the day, my mom would only listen to Air One. Or no, no, K-Love. K-Love. And when Oklahoma City rolled out the like the thumbprints for your... Uh, that was the mark of the beast? Yeah. The thumbprints for your, driver, your driver's, driver's license. license. Um, literally, I heard two of the hosts of K-Love like, debating on whether or not it was the mark of the beast. And I thought it was the funniest thing. I remember little, being like... Little did they know. I think I was maybe <clears throat> 13. Okay, so we were talking about the... What, do you, what did you say? Anybody would be able to have the procedure? An outpatient yeah, procedure? Yeah, out, it's an outpatient it? procedure. That's what their their goal is. I don't know, man. I don't. I have a hard time signing on to that. It's all yours. What, like, what about it? I just don't want to plug stuff into my brain, man. I don't like the Dude. idea of people having direct access to my mind. I don't think they will. I think the whole goal is that you have access out, but like Here, a one-way street. Okay. Here's the, the thing about goal. it then. That, I've people never have said been, that about other things. I've pretty much never been an early adopter, so I'm going to let other people try this one out for me. See how it goes. Smart. Once it has like the uh, culture infusion of like the iPhone, then I'll probably jump on board. The only early adoption thing I ever did turned out not to be worth anything. I... Got the Steam controller for the PC. Like the minute it came out, I have not used that thing in years. Does it not work? So it goes. No, it's fine. It's just I'd rather use like an Xbox controller. Can I have it? You can borrow it, yeah. Because I need a controller, and my I can't for some reason I can't get drivers to work on my computer. I don't know Xbox. if you would like it. It's I, got like touch pads. It's weird. I don't know if I still know. I had to like 
just look and look and look to, to figure out how to make the drivers work for the one that I bought. Huh. But I found I found a fix, but I, I can't remember <laughs> if I could find it again. Did you update your computer to Windows 10? No, I need your help. I okay, that's know. why you're having problems. Okay. Oh, mine was Windows 7 too at the time. Huh. That might be it. Because I, I bought like a little wired Xbox controller that said it could go for PC or your Xbox. And I downloaded oh, the drivers, I followed the steps, and it just doesn't work. And I don't, I'm sure I did something wrong because I am like not super tech savvy with that side of computer stuff. Um, so I'm sure I did something wrong. Anyway, enough about that boring topic. So The Neuralink. I don't know. Something about the Neuralink scares me. I'm not on board I could yet. see abuse. I don't like change. No, I mean, <laughs> I love change. This is like... <laughs> This is massive change, right? Like, is it, it like literally changes humanity? Not, I mean, Th- this is an evolution. It changes what this is at an is. evolutionary step. Yeah, like that. That's what this is. Well, it's the goal. That's what he wants. I know, and that's that's fine to have as a goal, but it's still you got to make sure that we have this in the right hands. Yeah, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether they could, <laughs> they didn't stop to think about whether they should. All Jeff Goldblum sponsored the podcast. Should've. All about coulda. Can you imagine Never about if we got Jeff Goldblum? That'd be amazing. Um, what I would be curious, like, my nightmare scenario is that, like, you know, it becomes a thing where they, like, say they, they want to get, like, I don't know, 90 million, we'll just say a billion, like a billion adopters worldwide. And then, because that's, I mean, that's still well, well under what like, people are using for cell phones. Do you think there's a billion cell phone users worldwide? No. There's more than that, right? I think there's less than that. What? You there might be me? more than No, that. there's more than that. There's seven... How many... Seven, I, there's wait, six we're billion close people. to eight billion people now, right? Wait. We have a lot of people. We have at least six billion. <laughs> Thanks, maybe Seth. seven. We have at least five helpful. people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Nate, can you Google Not the true. population of the no Earth? No one outside this room exists. It's I mean, just four. Can you I mean, that, that they do? That's a theoretical way to look at can it. Can you prove it? I exist? I could poke you in the eye, but I don't think that would do anything. Can you can you prove that I you exist? To this experiment. I can. I think therefore I am. I can prove I exist. I can't b- prove anything outside of my head exists. It's true. It's true. Where are we at population wise, Nate? In 2019, the number of mobile phone users is forecast to reach 4.68 billion. The number of mobile Jesus. the number yeah. of mobile phone users in the world is expected to pass the five billion mark by 2019. In okay. 2016, See, how many? In, es- in 2016, an estimated 62.9 percent of the population worldwide already owned a mobile phone. Okay, Wait, so I was so right. What's the world population currently? It's like a little over seven billion, I think. I think we're at the high end okay. of seven billion now. Like we're closer to eight than we are. Are, seven. are we reaching the great filter? Probably not. Unsustainability of your population and societal collapse. No, we got a while to go. Um, as of April 2019, estimated to have reached 7.7 billion as of April 2019. So I thought, yep. Okay, so my thing is, what if Elon's goal, which I don't think it is, because I actually think he's a good dude, but what if he's not? What if his goal what is if he's to a get, super villain? What this if he's a super villain? Can I just say one more thing? This yes. is really crazy. This is attached to the thing that I just looked up. It took over 200,000 years of human history of, to, for the world's population to reach 1 billion and only 100 more years to reach 7 billion. Exponential that is growth. crazy. That is, that is nuts. That's wild. Anyway, back also, to... Also, <laughs> it seems unsustainable. It is. No, that's we're fine. That's why we need to go to Mars, dude. Heinlein was like, "Won't we just run into the problem there?" And yeah, years? but delay. Nah, we'll be fine. We're gonna be fine. Humanity's gonna be okay. Heinlein was like really crazy and entertaining to me, and like I'll go read like Heinlein quotes like from time to time. And like one of the things that he was saying on this thing that I was reading was just like he's like the number of humans is fine. We just need more elbow room. Like we just need to go to space. Like yeah, because you start taking over other planets. 
So I want to jump back into that in a second. But my whole thing is, what if like their goal is to get to like one billion like active users, right. and then they flip a switch, and then they have like a billion drone army? Yeah. Just <laughs> like. Yeah, like right. what? I mean, and give or take that, fear, you know, right? some people are going to be elderly, some people are going to be like small children, some are going to be disabled, like and unable to like do whatever it is. Let's Elon's get the ballpark of seven hundred million people. I would say closer to like I was going to. You're taking out a whole billion, like right? You, you whole, said you said one then, one. No, you're right, it's it's kind of like zombies in that when you conquer people, you just get more. Yeah, it's the Borg. What if Elon's goal is the Borg? What if he's like that's how we're he is the Borg Queen. He's like that, that's how we're that's how we're gonna survive. That was a good Elon Musk impression. So deal with that. It occurred to me I've never heard Elon. You Musk's what you just voice. did? What you did just now? Yeah. Okay. I've never heard his voice. Yeah. He has like a very slight South African accent, and he talks really quiet like this all the time. And it's not really is, like that, but he does talk quiet. <laughs> I'm gonna probably, I'm gonna ask Nate about this. Probably probably you're trying to defend your your. your I voice can't really do an impression of him. I don't no, think. I'm just asking if he if his impression is yes, correct. It's, it's pretty good. He's shaking his head. Nah. Pretty accurate. Listeners, not, not so great. To, to and Nate does not agree. So <laughs> that's not very good. Um, anyway, what was I going to say? I, I was, was reading. About to do a really so bad I just <laughs> I want to hear it against it. Do no, it. no, no, no. We're good. So I I felt I, that temptation too, but so I went there because I'm not a coward. Um, you didn't do an accent. That was I was doing Elon. I was trying to do Elon's slight accent. Anyway, anyway, sponsor is Elon. Um, we won't mock you if you. We do. got oh a my great God. list you of guests coming up. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, Elon Musk. Seth just got exponentially louder. Alan Moore. Sorry. That's okay. It wasn't your fault. I don't really yeah, know. Alan Moore. We still need to get LL Cool J. I feel like Alan Moore would just yell at us about being stupid. Be worth it still, though. Yeah, I'd, I'd take it. I'd let Alan Moore lecture me for hours. But anyway, I've been reading Better Angels of Our Nature. Um, and the reason I started reading that was because I finished the third John Dies at the End book, which is fantastic, by the way. Check take a shot. Your, take, take, check take off a your, shot. Uh, Everybody do a shot. Your bingo box. But it ends with a, kind of like a little rant about how every generation thinks that the world is coming to an end and that this generation is the worst generation um, coming. Or the generation right, before. The generation coming up is, is the worst the one. Worst. Yeah. And he talked about how humanity is going to be fine and now one day in a far off galaxy there'll be an old man sitting on a beautiful planet like walking down a corridor and see some drunk teenager stumble out of a space bar and throw up and think humanity's done he's like but we'll all be fine i was like yes i like that so that i read that and i was like that's rad and then that got me reading better angels of our nature which is fantastic and i suggest you guys all read it who is it by what steven pinkert steven pinkert it is about how humanity has slowly become less violent um, not even slowly, really. Well, actually, the, pretty exponentially quickly. I mean, the thing is, it's the safest time that humanity has yes. ever faced. It's just the most accessible in terms of like seeing that violence. Yes, less it's the safest time fair. to be alive in human history. We just can see it easier. Like, I think I've used this thing before. Like, if, if fifty years ago there was a terrorist bombing in um, Albania, you never heard. Y- about you it. may hear about it a few months later in like the back of a newspaper in like New York city. But now you hear about it the minute it happens. Mm -hmm. So violence is, it's, it's steadily going smaller, but it's more in your face. Yeah. I haven't read the book, but I've talked to Andrew about it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he was saying, Pinker said was like, 
So you have daily headlines, and often daily headlines are like really negative mm-hmm. and like bad sounding. Yeah, he's like, but you don't have fifty year or hundred year headlines. Yeah, right. He's like, oh, we talked about this in the Chicago trip. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's when you talked about. So it. So what? Would, yeah. He's like, so what would the fifty year headline be? Yeah, it'd probably be positive. Mm-hmm. It could easily, it could easily be positive. Yeah, because there's yeah. way more positives that happen over fifty years than negatives. I mean, there would be downward dips, right? But like, but, if you if you had one headline from 1950 to 2000, what would it be? Probably the mm-hmm. internet. Like, I mean, something about the well, internet to to 2000. Yeah, that's fifty oh, years. Okay. Um, I don't know. I was thinking like today, but it would it would, it would almost would certainly be positive, be, right? It'd probably be 11 yeah. if it was today. No, I don't think so. No? I actually don't. I think we've had more developments than that. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea taking it to present day, like the last 50 years, what it would be. That's why I cut it's, off it's before. It's real two. hard to say. That's why I cut off before 9 11. Um, <laughs> you know, 50, 50 2000 might just be a, a headline about the millennium. Andy. That's yeah. boring. That is boring. Exactly. But even if you did, so if you did like 1900 to 1950, it would probably be generally negative, right? World War I, World War II. But it II. would be hopeful. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was humanity rebuilds or like good conquerors. Because evil. like there were a lot of really good like discoveries that happened during that time period. The penicillin that have been great. Polio the, vaccine. The Fritz Hopper method came out in the yeah. early 1900s. Wasn't I mean, it? you have the Great Depression. I mean, that's how we're feeding the world right world now. World War Two, the Holocaust, World War One. Well, for the most part. Oh yeah, I think it would be like <clears throat> you know, world struggles trending trending upward. But you know, yeah, we're heading in the right direction. I think we are. I penicillin think penicillin is going to turn it around. I annoy Chase that all would the time kill me. with my with my optimism, but I think humanity is going to be okay. I think it's all going to work out. Some of us are going to die. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, I'm sure, all of us are going to. But die. but <laughs> Most it, of us. it is such a pain in the ass. Some of you there. are not going to make it. <laughs> That's a sacrifice I'm willing <laughs> to make. <laughs> all right, listeners, it's been an hour. Uh, and we're going to let you go. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for, for listening. Tuning in to Black Mesa Radio. Uh, please like and subscribe on iTunes, on Google's Play uh, music app. We are also on BlackMesaRadio.com. Check out our other podcasts on the network. So right now we have Moms Who Wine. We're working on a couple other smaller ones that are going to be coming out. Uh, Moms Who Wine can also be found on BlackMesaRadio.com. So like and subscribe to them too because they're awesome and I'm married to one of them. So uh, you guys have anything, any final thoughts? Have a uh, no, I think I'll tweet Elon Musk and tell him we want to talk to him. Yeah, dude. Uh, and Jeff Goldblum. Come on the podcast, and you cowards. <laughs> Fight us. I would be so intimidated. <laughs> nah, they're just people. All right. Thanks, everybody. See ya.